Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Corey. And I'm Denise. And this is Fall Risk. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Fall Risk at the Skydive Midwest Pod Lab. Today, we're sitting with two very lovely people. We've got Denise and Corey, and you're going to have to say your last name because I am going to murder it. What is it? It's Krizikas. Krizikas. All right. Um, you guys are pretty rad. You're a pretty rad couple. You're on a team, right? You guys uh, been yeah. kind of fixtures here at Skydive Midwest for a few years, yeah? Yeah, they're stuck with us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you guys get to jump at all today? Mm-mm. No, we didn't. Yeah, it was a long day. It was a long day of sitting around and waiting for nothing, right? Watching the clouds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we only got a few loads in here at the end of the day, and it was um, it was a long day of waiting, a long, gross, weird day in the hangar. At least it wasn't hot like it was yesterday. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you guys better. weren't here yesterday. It was... That had to be brutal. Awful. Did you it get loads up yesterday? Awful. Yeah, we did. It was oh, terrible. Where it was your rig had to feel horrible it was gross i brought like three different shirts to work with me just in case and i swapped all of them out at some point it was really gross it was like sweaty and icky and it was the worst day of the summer by a long shot yesterday so good glad you guys weren't here for that because that was miserable (laughs) um but yeah today like now we're starting the weekend hopefully we got better weather than that's than is on the forecast for tomorrow like and we got a good solid weekend of training for you guys yeah hopefully yeah Yeah. we need it Mm -hmm. we'll get into it here in just a little bit um to start though like i like to give the listeners um kind of a a little bit of like an origin story for you guys um like what year you guys started how old you guys were jump or when you first started skydiving like how many jumps you guys have accumulated so far that kind of stuff so whoever wants to take it away first like go for gold go first no, go ahead. Oh, oh heck. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I started jumping originally in 2007. Good. Um, actually, my very first tandem was before that. It was like 1997. Okay. Um, but that was in graduate school. I did it with my brother. I did it with my brother. It was a completely different experience. But the first real, like, true jump that I did that got me into skydiving was... 2007. Okay. Um, at the time, I was 33 years old. Okay. Um, <laughs> how many how many jumps do you have you accumulated so far? I have about 2,000. Okay. Now we so I started in 2007. I met Corey in 2010, All and right. we jumped together until 2014. And okay. then collectively, we had just moved to Chicago, and we ended up taking four five years off. So. Um, our trajectory wasn't straightforward, mm-hmm. and our time off happened to be at the same time that the tunnel was uh, being introduced across the country. Mm-hmm. So when we got back into the sport in 2018, it was a completely different world for us. Oh, dang. Okay. Yep. All right. Corey? Yeah, so I started uh, 2006, um, mid to early 30s, mm-hmm. and... Um, I have over 3,000 jumps. Okay. And, um, yeah. That's impressive. And those are mostly fun jumps, yeah? Uh, well, actually, I did do video and coaching okay. years back. So, All right. yeah. Okay. So a few a few work jumps in there. But mostly yeah. fun. I mean, yeah. I think it's impressive that you guys have put on that many fun jumps. Like, you guys aren't pay- getting paid for a majority of those. You guys are paying for that. That Like, that's impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not like a... 
Like, I think it's a very specific type of person, at least where I come from. There's really not a lot of people who have thousands and thousands of fun jumps, Mm. you know, like they have maybe 500 and then a whole bunch of work jumps or maybe they phase out after three to four years, you know, and Mm. they they stop with like five to six hundred. Like, I think it's impressive when you Mm. meet people that are solely fun jumping Mm. and have thousands of skydives. It's pretty rad. Thanks for that. Cool. Uh, So you guys met skydiving. We did. Yeah. What's can I hear that story? Is that okay or no? Yeah. Okay. No, it's actually one of my favorite stories in the entire world. Okay. <laughs> so it was 2010, and I moved to North Carolina in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody except a friend of ours. Big shout out to Rod Bowden, but he lived in Greensboro, North okay. Carolina. So he came over to Charlotte with me, and we showed up on a random Sunday at Skydive Carolina. As we get to the drop zone, he's like, hey, I just saw a friend of mine. Do you mind if I go say hi? I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Down on the picnic table, didn't really think about it. And he and I did some fun jumps. And in the afternoon, he's like, do you want to do some jumps with my friend? I was like, mm-hmm. sure. So we were doing a four-way. And to this day, I don't know who the fourth person was. Because <laughs> as we were dirt diving, all I could think of is, don't fuck up the exit. Do not fuck up the exit. Do not fuck up the exit. So I wasn't even looking at who was on the jump. Yeah. So we get on the jump, we get on the plane, we do a flower exit. I royally fuck up the exit. It <laughs> blows apart. And I look down, like, there's a little man. That's where I need to go. And in the corner of my eye, I see a guy just something, like, carving through the air. And he just, like, comes and comes and comes. And so I've lost the low man now. Yeah. I'm just watching. And somebody just comes up, flies up in front of me, stops on a dime, holds his hand out. We do a sit dock, and it's time to break off. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck was that masked man? <laughs> so I know that guy is Corey now. Nice. But I still don't know who the fourth person was on that jump. Oh, that's and wild. That's literally my first memory of Corey. Wow. That's cool. Is that, is that the, is the same for you? Oh, yeah. It, uh, that's, that's exactly how we met. I actually remember seeing Denise in the hangar um, at the, the doors in Skydive, mm-hmm. Carolina. She was standing there, and I was like, man, she is smoking hot. <laughs> She is so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, she's probably here to do a tandem, you know, whatever. Next thing I know, Rod comes up and Rod's like, hey, you want to do a jump? And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, That's cool. That's sweet. Um, Do you mind if I ask you how long it took you guys to start dating? Uh, About a week. (laughs) That was fat. Okay. All right. I got Denise's number. Okay. um, she actually called me back, so I knew that was, that was a good sign. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Okay, so what year was that? You said, I think you dropped, I think you told me, but I missed it. It was May 23rd of 2010. Dang, you guys have been together for a long time. Yeah. At what point did you guys get married after that, if you don't mind me asking? So we got, we met May 23rd. <laughs> You're both looking like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the important date was May 23rd, but no, we actually got married like about a year and a half later. Okay. Uh, November 2012. Dang. All right. And so I know I'm getting a little ahead my ahead of, of myself and we'll, we'll get, come back around to it. But um, at what point did you guys decide to start like working as a team in oh. skydiving? It wasn't until we were up here okay yeah we did a lot of tunnel flying down at rayford uh, okay paraclete yeah and we lived down like i was in the virginia beach area and denise was in charlotte at the time okay um we did a good bit of tunnel flying there but then when we moved up here we're like it's yeah fucking cold to jump (laughs) (laughs) too short we're not gonna do it yeah Yeah. and we we got out of the sport and we got back in okay 
it was a struggle. Yeah. So we're still struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's, it's a I mean, it, struggle. It, it doesn't look like it to me from, from an outside perspective. It like you guys say that as if it's like, you know, mm. I mean, in, in comparison to what you. That's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the illusion's working then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, if you had to guess, how much tunnel time do you think you have? Like between the two of you? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, over the course of 13 years, I mean, probably well over 100. How much Embarrassingly of the- so, but yes. How much of it is training time? Training time, maybe 50. 50- for 25 hours something like that like we went through one year where we're there every week religiously mm-hmm. um doing 30 minutes um probably two years that we did that it was just okay. every week and just getting dialed in and dialed in and dialed in mm-hmm. some of it was fun some of it was training mm-hmm. um i grew up more in the tunnel like like Corey was saying like we were in the tunnel a lot yeah since he started before me he did more of sky flying mm-hmm. i learned in the tunnel and uh all that time at Paraclete really kind of paid off. And oh. so that's partly the, the team thing. Yeah. We spend a lot of time flying together okay. just for fun. All right. So I think that helps us now. Interesting. Okay. Um, how did you guys both initially get into jumping in general? Like, you, you kind of gave us a little bit of taste, Denise, in, in your, you know, intro here. But, uh, like, how did you guys make the decision to try it and then continue on with it? Like, where did that come from? It was something that I was always intrigued by and thought it would be cool to do. And when I moved to Virginia Beach, uh, a friend of mine who actually lives up in this area now, okay, um, he was a uh, he lived in the apartments that I was at, and <clears throat> he said, you know, oh, I'm a licensed skydiver. I got like 120 jumps or something. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy! <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So he took me out to skydive Suffolk, and I did my first jump. And I went back the next day and paid for the whole course. So I was like, give me the rest. Damn. Give me the whole license thing. Take my money. So, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell them about your first jump. Oh, yeah. Tell I don't, us. The only thing I remember is my mouth was completely dry because by the time I landed, <laughs> I realized my mouth was open the whole time. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's so much. That's so funny. We can't see tandem students' mouths, you know, or like faces from where we're sitting at as a tandem instructor. But like, it's always really hilarious when they say that exact same thing of like, oh, my God, my mouth is so dry. Is that normal? Like, yeah, it is when your mouth is open the whole time. Like, yep. What about you, Denise? What are you? What about you, Denise? Uh, what was it like getting into jumping right away? Why? Yeah. So um, the the first experience wasn't fantastic for me. So it was my brother had come up and we had planned this whole weekend, and it's still one of my favorite jumps because I got to do it with him. Yeah. But we waited on the ground for most of the day as you do, and then toward the end of the day, they're like, "Okay, we can get you up. Yeah. But you can go to seven thousand feet, or you can reschedule." Mm-hmm. And my brother had driven four hours to do this. So we're like, okay, we're going to go. And it was really rushed and really hurried. And it just was like a lot of anxiety producing. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, he loved it and went on to continue to try to get his license. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in 2007, I needed a stress relief from work. And I had a friend who was doing it. I was like, let's go jump. And so I had a great experience that time. And I landed. And they're like, you show up again, you get half price. I was like, what woman turns down a sale? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because of that, but it was kind yeah. of my justification. Yeah. And so th- after that, it just like, it was almost like the sport chose me. Yeah. Like opportunities just kept opening up. Okay. And I just followed them. Cool. 
Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Interesting. Uh, what do you guys like to do outside of skydiving and flying? Like, what other kind of hobbies do you have? Or do you have hobbies? Are you like me and you only you only do this? <laughs> uh, I think mine's pretty easy. I've recently taken up horseback riding. Okay. So I'm now training to be on a speed team. Oh, um, wow. Very new to it. So it sounds cool. I am not cool by any means. I'm <laughs> an A-licensed horseback rider again. Okay. But it's really cool to learn something new yeah. and have a new passion. Yeah, it's all over your social media, so I guess I'm not surprised by <laughs> that know. at all. Yes. <laughs> if there's an animal involved, I'm I'm in. <laughs> okay, all right. What about you, Corey? Uh, I, you know, I stay busy just kind of working on things that keep us gone and yeah. like with the skydiving stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I take care of our gear and all of that stuff and... I'm always working on the RV because it's breaking down or something's gone <laughs> wrong. And, and then there's the house stuff. And I, I stay very busy doing that. And I'm, I'm happy doing it. I'm a, ha- I'm a hands-on type of person. So mm-hmm. um, I have enough going on. I don't need any more hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Without enough. Without a doubt, he keeps us going. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, what do you guys enjoy the most about skydiving so far? What are your favorite parts of it? Definitely the people. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's... It, it, it's one of those things, it's like trying to explain an emotion and put yeah. words to it. Mm-hmm. You can't really put words to it. But yeah. if I were to put words to it, I would just say that the people are just so amazing that we come across in mm-hmm. skydiving. And even though we might be completely different, yeah, we're completely um, uh, caring and loving for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Just okay. great people. I can get behind that. Um, So this is like... Uh, kind of out of right field um i'm back in the dating game right like have been back in the dating game for a couple of like a few months like going heavily heavily at it it is weird uh talking to normal people though <laughs> like yeah. like people that are not skydivers it it is it is strange saying something that would be uh appropriate or like so direct that you you know what I mean like you would say something very directly on the drop zone but when you say it to someone who does not have that same like mindset or is not used to it it's like ooh, I I think I need to dial that back (laughs) or like be a little (laughs) bit more a little less direct because like the look on your face (laughs) is not what I expected at all yeah so it's it's um it's there's definitely something about the people I can get behind that like um that just puts you at ease and allows you to kind of be yourself you know for sure. Yeah. What about you, Denise? What do you think? Um, so I'd like to build on that and sure. then add a separate thought. So one, I agree with the people. And one of the things I love about the drop zone is it's the ultimate equalizer. Yeah. We literally have a friend who's a NASA rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who grew up in the sport and their parents were, you know, in skydiving. And you have every walks of life. And when you get on the drop zone, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're a skydiver. Yeah. And we have a camaraderie, and it's family, and it's warmth. And yeah. you don't care about anything else. Are you a good person? Mm-hmm. And it just draws good people. Yeah. There's a lot of love that yeah. comes. So I love that. Um, the other thing I love about skydiving is freedom. Mm-hmm. It's freedom just that you don't get in other walks of your life where you have so many pressures and so many responsibilities. And yes, when you're doing a team and you're doing tandems, there's responsibilities, but it's yours. Yeah. 
you own it. Yep. And it's your own freedom to choose to do it. Yeah. And you're in the sky, which is like an adult playground. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of joy that comes out of it. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to kind of think about it is like, you know, the pressures that we put on ourselves in the skydiving, in the skydiving community, they're the ones that we choose. Like we're, we're accepting of those rather than something that's forced on us or like something that's somewhat out of our hands, you know? I mean, I, I think the argument could be made that you you choose certain responsibilities and stressors like in your everyday life but some of those things are societal you know and they're things you can't really control you just have to kind of um what's the word assimilate (laughs) you gotta assimilate to some of those pressures um but yeah like skydiving is really free you get to make your own choices you get to choose what what it is that you're you're going to be doing and yeah how much pressure you want to put on yourself for different different activities yeah i like that it's cool cool thank you um, what is your least favorite thing about skydiving? Is there one? A wide variety of answers on this one, to be honest, too. So. I will throw one out there. Sure. Some of the dynamics and when like people can get kind of pointing fingers or ah, like the, okay. it's a small community, so it's family and it can yeah. get very like, and mm-hmm. people are kind of getting at each other. Yeah. And forgetting to take a step back and be like, is that really important? But mm-hmm. there's a lot of like interpersonal dynamics that if you're at the wrong drop zone can yeah. be really kind of unhealthy yeah. and hurtful. The way you're the way you're describing it too is it seems it seems a little bit like kind of the downside of what we just talked about, how like freeing this sport can be. Right. Sometimes it lets go of those inhibitions a little bit too much and then people start doing things that they shouldn't be doing, like treating people poorly or or uh, blaming, you know, like blaming each other or whatever, whatever may have you, right? Um, but like, there's a pro and a con to that, I think, about yeah. how free this community is. Yeah, like, absolutely. Sometimes it backfires. And on the right drop zone, people yeah. help to balance it, and mm-hmm. on the wrong drop zone, it just goes wrong fast. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I think one of the one of the greatest life lessons I've learned just being a skydiver and being in this community is. Like to begin, it, I feel like I've gone through that that cycle of like being a little bit too free, and then reining it in and learning how to balance the two. You know, like over time, over fourteen years of skydiving, like I feel like I've learned, gone through that roller coaster <laughs> ride of learning that. But I think one of the greatest lessons is learning how to balance those those two ends of the spectrum. Like there's a time and a place to be cra- crazy and rowdy and like you know no inhibitions, and then there's a time and a place where you have to like really rein it in and like learning to adapt really fast to those those changing situations because like it's a fast-paced it's a fast-paced community right like yeah you got to learn to adapt so i i feel you on that i feel you yeah (laughs) okay how about you Corey? uh i would kind of add to this the same thing of like it's the the drama that you can get it's um it really doesn't need to be there like let's all figure things out we're all learning together too and like a lot of it is life lessons. Yeah. We've all, we've all learned life lessons and we're going to continue to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of the, the big negative of yeah. like having to deal with some of the uh, stuff where you have just more of people who haven't learned that stuff and mm-hmm. trying to get through it and yeah. help them out too. Yeah. Would you say that maybe it's a lack of self-awareness? Absolutely. On on most of the, in most instances, that's what I think I've I can attribute a lot of the problems in skydiving to. You know, just like between people and like on on drop zones, like I, I think it's a it's a lack of focus and a lack of self awareness about what you're bringing to the table and how what you're bringing to the table affects 
everyone that's already there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, self-awareness is such a, it's a hard powerful skill, thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a hard skill to adapt to, Isn't too, it? right? Yeah. Like, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually, usually, the only reason you usually even become aware of it or start thinking about it is because of some weird traumatic event that happens. Yeah. You have, you're being forced to think about it instead. So Big slap across the face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Self-awareness, man. You know, you know who actually helped me through a lot of that? And you you actually talked about naming emotions just a little bit ago about how like it's hard to like put un, like words to the emotion. Um, Brene Brown. I don't know if you know yeah, who that is. Sure. She she had a segment. I've, re- I've read a couple of her books, but she also has a segment on HBO Max. I think it's on it. Maybe it's on Amazon. I can't remember. It's one on one of one of those. Um, but it's it's talking about like the art of naming like emotions, the art of the word, essentially, and saying like. You can say I'm mad, but really what you are is disappointed, right? And so if I tell you I'm mad, you immediately think you did something wrong. And when I say disappointed, you feel guilt instead or you feel like, oh, okay, so you're not mad. I just messed up and like now I have to make this better in in a very different way than if you were angry. You know what I mean? So like like so she she has a whole entire segment about how um, human beings are terrible at like expressing like how they're feeling through just words because you're often using the wrong adjective to describe whatever it is that's going on and that's where you get so much problem like so many problems like between communication or or with communication between different people can you tell i only watched it once because i'm like fumbling (laughs) through this Uh, (laughs) Uh, no she she has got some really great um great content out there about about how to learn to articulate better so that you encounter less problems with other people like it's it's a very very important if you if you get a chance to watch it and you have hbo max like you should watch it i'm pretty sure it's on hbo max so i'm pretty sure we're gonna have a weather day tomorrow so you just gave us a task brene brown uh (laughs) brene brown it's b-r-e-n-e brown brene brown she's she's fantastic anyway Moving on. <laughs> Weird tangent, but moving on. Uh, what's the coolest, gnarliest, craziest skydive you guys have been on? What's your favorite? Like, do you have one? Do you have more than one? What's the deal? Sorry if you guys can hear everyone laughing in the background too. There's, so, everyone's everyone's chilling out for the day in the in the hangar. The um, my I would say one of my favorites was um, the first time I kissed Denise, and oh. it was in a casa. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> We were the last ones to get out because we were doing a high pull. All right. And uh, the <laughs> the whole plan was we were going to grab arm to arm and walk out, run out the back and flip around uh-huh. and get a little distance and open up. And it was a sunset load. Uh-huh. So as we were doing that, uh, getting our arms locked and getting ready to go, I kissed her. No. Oh. And it threw her into I would say that was the funnest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like, he was like, we we're supposed to be ready, set, go. And he was like, ready, set, kiss. And I just got completely <laughs> discombobulated. <laughs> That's so cute. that was amazing. Um, one of my most favorite jumps is uh, I had an ACL injury and okay. repair and reconstruction. And my first jump back, Corey went with me and it was a hop and pop. And we kind of just like, this guy that Miss West does, they hook us up, and it was like at seven grand. So they're like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll do mm-hmm. a linked exit. So I was going in for a leg dock, almost like a double sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Well, I overshot his legs and just stopped. <gasps> 
and I ended up being on my back right below him and he just put his foot down and he started surfing me. Uh, <laughs> Completely unplanned. And we just looked at each other like, holy We're doing shit, it. this is awesome. We're doing it. <laughs> we just held it for a second. I was like, we never could have planned it. Yeah. But it was just so much fun. That's cool. Surprise ones. The surprise jumps yeah. sound like they're the most memorable yeah. for you guys. That's cool. You actually learn something that you're capable of. Yeah. Interesting and adorable. Uh, <laughs> so cute, so cute. You're gonna make me puke. All right. <laughs> anyway, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so you guys are part of a team. Yes. Right. Uh, what team is that? It is Skydive Midwest Ballistics. Ballistics. And what kind of team is this? MFS. MFS team. It's two way MFS. Um, and we had your cameraman on this podcast a while ago, didn't we? Who was that? Mr. Ben Schaefer. Mr. Ben Schaefer. Yeah. He's one of the first people I uh, met out here, actually. Um, I knew him back in Chicago. Uh, well, not back in Chicago. When I went and visited <laughs> Chicago and someone introduced me to him, that's how I met him. And we've kept up since then. So that's how he ended up being on one of the OG episodes of Fall Risk. Uh, and now we're coming full circle. We're getting the rest of the team here. Um, how did this team come about? Cool boy. <laughs> So it originally started, uh, MFS team started four years ago and I had a completely different teammate. Okay. Um, it ended up being during COVID, I was off the ACL injury and there was just a lot of learnings and dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, interesting story about that team is we did some training that was kind of rough through the season and then they introduced cloud games that year. Okay. So we were particip participating in cloud games and Corey did a pickup team with the Sierra Rago. They did 15 minutes of tunnel time. <laughs> and in cloud games, they beat us. <laughs> okay. Most humbling moment <laughs> in fucking sport. So, like, that was a learning. Like, here's my husband. I need to be happy for him. And at the same time, I'm really not happy. <laughs> but, um... <No. laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Corey's shaking his head like, no, she was not happy. <laughs> it's so funny. We have this picture at the end of the, the beginning of the day. It's like, hey, we're competing at the end of the day it's like i'm grinning it's like yay we did it but we got through it and like it, the team just wasn't working for many reasons i won't get into but as i talked about it afterwards like Corey was into swooping at the time he really wasn't into teams so i never wanted to ask him to be on a team because i just wanted to respect his interests mm -hmm. so as we talked about it one night he's like well what if you and i do a team yeah i was like I'd love it, but you want to do swooping, think about it for two weeks. If you're still interested in two weeks, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. They came back. He's like, yeah, we'll do it. Okay. And that's how the team was born. So we did a team that year. We had a different camera flyer. He was amazing, um, but not quite the MFS camera flyer. Yeah. That, like, was his interest, I think. Yeah. And the next year, Schaefer came up to Corey one day, and he was just like, hey, if you're looking for a video flyer. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested and we went back to our other video flyer and he was overcommitted and he had other things going on so we're yeah. like hey Schaefer yeah. buddy hey good pal uh, you know what you said <laughs> are you still interested and then last year it just came oh. together <laughs> Ben <laughs> Statler is the best different Ben different Ben not 14k kitchen he's listening ben, and knows that we need some Ben. Drinks. Ben Statler just delivered the drinks on the floor like as if he was not in the doorway he's yeah 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 so we had schaefer come up and volunteer and then mm -hmm. he said yes but schaefer was the glue that made this team come together oh yeah why is that well Corey and i have always flown well together on the inside mm -hmm. but having an experienced 
video flyer yeah who is badass and needs to be where he can be mm-hmm. but also give us feedback through it and yeah. also just work as a three-way team it is no longer a two-way team in the video flyer yeah. there's a three-way team working together yeah and we gelled like yeah. it's hard to get a good team together mm-hmm. ben Schaefer helped make that happen that's for awesome us. oh ben if you're listening to oh, this ben. grab your tissues Ben's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> love you buddy um i mean i think it's i think it's fair to say too for anybody that doesn't know that's listening right now ben is an ex uh tunnel instructor right yes. a former tunnel instructor and so he's got that coaching background he's got like those observational skills exactly. um he can fly too on top of that so like he can be where exactly where he needs to be like you said and then on top of that like his observational skills are through the roof just because he was in that environment for so long um so he can bring a whole nother dynamic to the table in terms of like like you said recommendations opinions yep. coaching like and tweaks he does it with the right style yeah he does it with gentleness oh that's cool yeah. that's awesome cool oh ben ben schaefer uh cool all right um how long though have you guys been competing together like how long has it been is it just the origin of this team or did you guys compete together before that? Um, I know you guys talked a little bit about it already, but um, did you guys ever have another situation or is this the first origin? No, we've never competed before. We okay. flew a lot together, like, okay. especially in our early days. It got to the point where if Corey wasn't on the plane, it felt awkward. It yeah. was like, I got to get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> okay. Um, so when he started swooping, that was a good thing. Like He was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I was doing my thing. Um, but our first competing was three years ago together as a team. Okay. Yeah. When you guys went to your first competition, what was it? Was it like nationals? Was it like a local one? Okay. Was it indoor or outdoor nationals? I, I feel silly saying indoor because it's an MFS team and indoor is <laughs> it's not a thing. MFS, My bad. But yeah, it kind of is. But no, it was outdoor in Arizona. Um, okay. 2021 in Eloy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you guys done an indoor team of any variety before? Nope. No? Nope. Uh, ben and I did it this past year because uh-huh. um, Corey actually injured himself yeah. in October and had uh, surgery in December. Uh-huh. So he didn't get back in the sky. Long story short, he didn't get back in the sky till July. Uh-huh. So Schaefer helped come in and fly inside. Okay. So um, we had some limited tunnel time. We did like 90 minutes of practice and we did the indoor comp um, mm-hmm. this past February. And that was my first indoor competition. But Corey and I have not done that. I can't wait to do that with him. Yeah. I think we gel really well. And I think that would be super fun. Are you guys, you're going to do it this winter in February? We haven't talked about it, but I'd like to. Do it. Do it. Do it. There's a, um, so I talked to a friend of mine who is uh, interested in forming a team, like a two-way VFS team for advanced, uh, for indoor nationals. You're um, a competition. Sh- huh? You're a competition now. Mate, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Oh, it's not set yeah, in stone yet. Awesome. It's not set in stone. Um, but there are a couple of people from back home that I think would also be really interested in doing something like that. So might see if they're also interested. And maybe we'll get a four-way team. Together. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Very cool. We shall see. Hopefully we see you. <sighs> right? Hopefully we're cra- there. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we'll all be there. I, I have no doubt. Uh what kinds of competitions have you participated in so far besides just nationals or is that only it? We did cloud games that one year and then it's just the three, well, two nationals and coming into the third nationals now. Okay. Do you guys have any bigger plans like moving forward for any other like traveling like competition? I mean, I don't really know what is out there to be honest for MFS. Yeah. Like that's the one that, discipline I know the least about. So... 
I'm just curious, like, are there other opportunities for you guys to go and compete in different places or? Well, um, actually next weekend, we're Labor Day weekend, we're going down to SDC. Okay. Because uh, Matrix is doing a scrambles event for okay. MFS. Cool. Um, we were down there a couple weeks ago to get some coaching from them as well. So those are good things where we mm. can, you know, practice and learn and whatnot. Okay. Other than that, we don't have any other real plans right now. Okay. Yeah, kind of to your point, there aren't a lot of options, I think, for MFS. They do nationals, but I don't think that they compete in Worlds. Indoors is two-way VFS, which is similar, but mm -hmm. a little bit different. But the only MFS event that I know is nationals yeah. as a competition. Makes it so hard to, like, see where you rank, you know, ahead of time. It makes it so hard for you to, like, be put in that competition environment, you know? Yeah. Isn't that rough? Yeah. Man. Come it's, on. It's different. But it's also kind of unique, and you kind of feel like, yeah. hey, maybe we're pioneering something, and maybe mm -hmm. it can grow. Do you guys compete in advanced or open? We do advanced. Advanced? Okay. Yep. Um, I have a, a couple of friends from back home who compete in open. They are also a husband and wife team. <laughs> so... Mikey. Mikey, Mikey and, and Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's them. Um, I got to meet Alyssa indoors. Oh, she's that's fantastic. Awesome. She's awesome. So Alyssa and I have been skydiving for the same amount of time. I remember the day I met Alyssa uh, back home at our at our local drop zone. We skydived together for years, and then she went to man. So so it's been fourteen years for me. Like two or three days ago, like officially wow. wrapped up my fourteenth year of skydiving. Nice. Um, and <laughs> I was looking through all my like memories and stuff and all the photos and she's like in half of the ones I posted. Like she's, she is, she was like a fixture in a lot of the things Aww. that I did like way back in the day, a lot of the memorable jumps. So it's just kind of funny. Anyway, That's shout awesome. out to Alyssa. Fantastic. And Mikey, Mikey's great, but Alyssa, my girl. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are, we talked a little bit about this like already, but what are the long-term goals? Like, where do you guys want to go with this? Like, what's the future look like for this team? You know, I, I'm interested in Corey's thoughts. Like, I think it's evolving, to mm -hmm. be honest. We had probably our first solid, not stellar, but solid year last year. And we're like, hey, we think we're on the path to podium. And then Corey got injured. And so our year has not been what we thought it was going to be. And we've had little training, but we're still excited about it. Mm -hmm. But I certainly want to, if not this year, make it on podium for MFS. Okay. I think after that... It's kind of open. Like, yeah. kind of just, again, see where things lead. Okay. If we continue, I think that'd be interesting, but I think maybe we would do something different okay. after we do it, but I'm not really sure. What kinds of things would you guys be into, do you think, after this? I have ideas Swooping. for you, but I'll let you answer for yourself. No idea. <laughs> well, for me, I'd like to get to records. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, there was a point where I was kind of mixing teams and records and teams and records and now that i haven't really saw it, it's like concentrate one thing yeah at a time and get good at that mm -hmm. um which is also teaching me things and skills that translate to records but also there's more things you need to learn yeah so um if we can continue as a team i think it'd be great but if people have different interests and i think i would turn my attention more to records and yeah. getting more um comfortable with that okay Fair enough. I just want to swoop. <laughs> I knew that was his answer. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> I want to be able to keep swooping. And I love jumping. I love pushing myself. I love getting better. And I've always enjoyed free flying. So MFS is just an extension of all of your skills yeah. and flying skills. It's everything all together. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm enjoying that, but at the end of the jump, it's it's nice to get a good swoop in. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. That's definitely his passion. That's what he was doing before he offered to do the team with me. Mm-hmm. And he started getting on the circuit and doing really well. So I think if he can do that, that would be awesome. All right. Cool. What's the hardest thing about flying MFS for you guys? Not sucking. Not sucking. <laughs> <laughs> MFS or is a married couple? What I mean, I mean that's a whole other question. <laughs> MFS, um, MFS, the discipline. Say that transitions. Okay. I mean, getting the orientation and flying that random block when you're there is great. Yeah. It's being able to transition where you're at the same level, you're at the same speed, you have the same cue, you have the same timing. Yeah. And in orientations, like you don't normally go from your head to your belly. Yeah. And you never fly on your back. And yeah. now you have to learn how to fly your back and do all these like weird mm-hmm. hand docks or foot docks. Yeah. And it's not just the dock, it's the timing of it and yeah. the level and the speed of it. Yeah. It looks so fluid when somebody does it well. Uh-huh. When you do it, you realize how hard and like the tension can rip you apart. Yeah. Would in your opinions, would it would it would MFS constitute as a dynamic uh, discipline, a static discipline, or a combination of both? Combo. Definitely a combo. Why? Um, because of some of the maneuvers that we have to do. Yeah. It incorporates both. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I have a slightly different answer. Okay. I would say static because for us, and he's not wrong, right? But I think <laughs> yep. you look at it differently, which is mm-hmm. what, what's interesting about it. But you still have to be in your position. Yeah. And you're turning. But what's the combo is your camera flyer has yeah. to be dynamic. He has to be above you, below uh-huh. you, on level. He has to carve around. So there's a lot of dynamics, yeah. which means that you might have to fly a little bit diff- uh-huh. differently and do some maneuvers. So I just look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think you look at it from both both perspectives, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, I again, very uneducated opinion over here. <laughs> I've only ever watched people do it. Likewise, we're still learning. (laughs) (laughs) I've only ever watched people do this. I've never done like a serious amount of it myself. I've I've done it to just screw off and have fun, you know, but not not in a serious competitive way. Um, But I think you could I think you could probably um, constitute some of those transitions, like you said, as more of a dynamic movement, you know, depending on what the I would say, depending on what the combination is. Right. Like if you're trying to go from a belly to a head down. Uh, point or if you're trying to go from you know you know what I mean like I think I think different combinations uh could be constituted as more of a dynamic like pattern that you're flying versus hard stops I think it also depends on the level you're flying at too as well if you're still fairly new to this I think it's more of a start stop start stop start stop kind of kind of you know, in, the, in in that realm, it's more static. But if you're really good at it and you're cooking through it, like if you look at Flight Shop, like they're cooking through things. Like I feel like you could probably describe that as more of a dynamic like dance routine, I guess, like to some extent where they're stopping and starting and they're start, they're they're uh, hitting different points as they're man- maneuvering around. They're never really stopping, I guess. Fluid. Yeah, it's a very fluid motion. Yeah. So and that that's le- has a tendency to lean a little bit more towards the dynamic side of things. So I think it just depends on how you look at it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then to follow up, follow up question, how do you balance all the time spent together? You're a married couple and you are training together and you live together. Like, how do you guys balance this? <laughs> Lots of beer. Is that, is that the, the what I'm getting there? <laughs> uh, how do you how do you guys do this? How do you make this work? Is do you guys do anything in particular like? 
I think we're learning as we go. Okay. Um, I think our first year competing as a team was the biggest learning year where yeah. we probably had the biggest consternations and dynamic issues um, and some stories that came out of that. Um, <laughs> I think we've gotten better, particularly this year, where we can actually, like, you're in your married life and you have this dynamic going on and be like, hey, we have to compete this, we have to train this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's Thursday night, like, how do we come together? How do we make a connection, get good enough, and we can get on the drop zone and we're good to go? And, like, a lot of communication, learning to compartmentalize a little bit. Yeah. Um, but kind of growing up a little bit and just being more mature about some shit and be like, is this really worth the fight? Like, mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> but we had to learn okay. that. We, okay. We have a lot of learnings along the way. All right. While you're thinking, I'll tell a story. Okay. If you're interested. So our sure. very first year kind of describe how it can go um this is our first year competing and i don't remember what happened but we got on the drop zone and we had some kind of disagreement and it wasn't like a big disagreement but we had a disagreement and so we had to get on load one we didn't dirt dive we had no plan for the day okay but we were training so we got on the plane we rode the plane up and we had no plan Mm-hmm. And both of us are so stubborn that we never talk to each other. Like, it's a training <laughs> jump. So we got in position to head down exit, which is what we always did. And we headed down exit, and we spent the 45 seconds just looking at each other. Neither <laughs> one of us moved. Oh we just glared at each other and did nothing. <laughs> wow. And we got on the ground. I was like, yeah, that was stupid. Okay. <laughs> so... We had to work through those dynamics. No comment. No comment. <laughs> All that. No comment. No, we we obviously you know mixing the two together is a struggle at times. And yeah. We we all know that we've all been in relationships and whatnot. But um, I think for me, it's it helps you to become just a better person mm-hmm. and also be more self-aware yeah. about yourself and your situation and don't be the asshole mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I've, I've been the asshole plenty of times yeah I, do you think it um helps you to be a little bit more open to uh your partner's you know um i don't want to say feelings but like your partner's like what it is that's happening with your partner because like you see a lot of, you see it everywhere, right? You see the seasoned instructor dating the student or dating, you know, the lesser, sure. you know what I mean? Like you, you see it all the time, right? It happens all the time. Uh, hell, I've done it. Um, <laughs> but uh, those dynamics, um, more often than not, it's like the student a lot of the time doesn't want to listen to. I've actually been on both ends of the spectrum. Oh my God. Now that I think about it. Uh, yeah. Like you, you end up being like the, you know, there's always a weird power dynamic between the two of them, right? Like there's somebody who clearly knows a lot more, someone who doesn't yes. know as much. Some of the person who doesn't know as much doesn't want to listen to their partner because they spend so much time with them, you know? And like, like, so there's always like headbutting like that. Like, do you think, um, that's a factor into it or have you guys figured out a good way of like managing those those types of interactions so yeah that's a great question and um one of the things that i've learned the best about it is to not go into it looking at the other person okay and Mm. their faults but looking at my own faults because those Mm. are the only things that i can fix yeah i can't fix somebody else's faults um so yeah okay it's 
help me from that standpoint. All right. Fair enough. Um, go ahead. And Sorry. I think we actually benefited from people before us giving us some words of advice. Okay. So Keith George comes to mind, and we for, we first formed this team, and he's like, flying together with a spouse is really hard. Yeah. And so we had that heads up going into it. And we still mm -hmm. had to learn what it was. But to Corey's point, like, look at yourself first. But when you land, your first instinct is to be like, you did that wrong. Yeah. If you just did that differently, if you just dial it back, like, I wish I did that differently. And what's yeah. really cool, that becomes additive because it's like, well, no, 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 I did that. And like, it, you start working together mm -hmm. instead of pointing fingers. But man, is it a process, yeah. especially as a married couple. It's so easy to just get used to your like, hey, I'm comfortable with you. I'm yeah. going to hit you right between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's easy to get carried away with that. Yeah. 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 And just be really like, comfortable. For it, for it to build and like. You yeah. have one little snippy comment, and then like on the next jump, there's another one, and then it's just like snowballing. It's very easy to get carried away. But you yeah. know how it goes too. You land, and you're like, I'm sure you did that wrong, and then you look at the video, and you're like, Ew, yeah, actually, no, no, that was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> yep, I, that is a skill all on its own, and I can only imagine how much harder it is with somebody you're that comfortable with. You know, like you let your guard down with people you're comfortable with. Like you, you treat your your 100%. inner circle way different than you would teach someone or or, or treat someone somebody like just every day on the drop zone so I can imagine how much harder it is to have the self-control you know to not say things like right off the cuff you know the way you not normally be so would diplomatic yeah. about it yeah yeah, yep, yep. yeah um it's a skill you learn just like anything else I suppose and yeah. then then you have to be extra <laughs> extra uh uh wary or Soft. leery of it yeah yeah yep yep, yep. well interesting um it's not to say that it's not possible but it is hard Right. It is hard, yeah. but I think you can work through it. And I think one of the things that worked in our um, favor, and I will say this, when we first got together and we were first jumping, Corey was a better jumper than I was. Mm -hmm. And he was so supportive. Oh, yeah. And so encouraging. And granted, he was interested in me, which helped. But he was <laughs> okay. honestly one of the first people who really encouraged me versus just criticizing. Yeah. And that kind of grew a lot of trust. And I think if you can take that into a team, if yeah. you bring it in, like... You can always be criticizing, but say the good things too. Mm -hmm. Like it's not blowing smoke up somebody's ass. It's letting them keep doing that. You're yeah. fucking nailing that. Do that and more. Mm -hmm. Do that again. And that's equally as helpful as learning the things you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And he's really great about that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's that's really good. That's really good to hear. While you were talking about that, like the positive, like coach the positive. Obviously, include the negative, but also coach Absolutely. the positive, right? Um, it, not coach the positive, but like make sure you're telling your per, your person, your partner, your teammate, whatever, like what they're doing well is in addition to what they need to work on. Um, but like I had the thought, like everybody, if you have if you have never experienced working as an instructor in Scott, like not just in Scott mm -hmm. Abbey, but it, like one thing I learned, and this is from something I learned from Mike Silva, is in the tunnel. Um, oh, here comes round two, round three. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. He's our water boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I learned from Mikey uh, at the tunnel is like when people are struggling or, get, or getting frustrated, like clearly getting frustrated with themselves, like sometimes that little extra like oomph of like, yes, awesome, you did just good enough. Or We're going to move on to the next thing, you know? Like, yeah, like yeah. it wasn't great, but you did that better. But you did that better, yep. And so like, let's go try something else now. Yes, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Absolutely so, right about that. Yeah. What are some of the advantages though? Like we've talked a little bit about how 
things can be a little difficult working together, you know, as a, as a couple, but what are some of the advantages of like competing and working with your significant other on a, on a team? Like, I think two things come to mind. One is just a logistical thing that you can talk through anything at any point during the day or the week. Yeah. You know, just, you have this most random thought and you'd be like, Hey, I was just thinking it could be over breakfast. Yeah. So you always have that point of connection to be reflecting and sharing with each other. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of it is, is probably like a lot of teams, but you just know your partner so well that flying together almost just becomes fluid without having to key something, without even having to look. You could just tell by a body movement of what yeah. to do, and you're just really kind of connected, I think, very closely. Okay. I suppose planning probably is a lot easier, too, like planning events, planning planning uh, travel, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point, too. You're... You know where you're going to be together, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot less, I think, um, conflicts. Yeah. Anything from you, Corey? Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's actually kind of beneficial because we're always together, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the most part. And we can dirt dive anytime we want. At any point in, in time uh, throughout our day, yeah. uh, we're together. We have a thought. We can share it right then. Mm-hmm. We don't lose the thought. With it, you know, I tend yeah. to have to write notes down to remember everything. But yep. it's nice to be able to always just pop in and say, hey, have yeah. a thought. What do you think yeah. about this? Can we buck this up? And yeah. just in the middle of the day, we might do something. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I mean, like, there's pros and cons to every situation, right? I think as human beings, we have a tendency to focus a little bit more on, like, the the harder side of things or, like, Always. the more negative side, you know? Like, that's just how we're wired as human beings. But, um, yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. And I think you, you guys ha- seem like you have a pretty good system for working out, like, the, the bad half of it, you know? Like, you talked about communication. You talked about being able to talk to each other, um, you know, well. And, and, like, that in itself is a massive skill that not a lot of people have even when they're not in like a partnership of of some kind so like the fact that you guys got that already taken care of you know like you're miles ahead of everybody else so it's a work in progress yeah (laughs) it's always a a never-ending work in progress right yes um okay like just to kind of talk a little bit about like I know this is kind of coming back around a little bit, but like team accomplishments, like individual accomplishments. What do you guys think you've done really well so far as like a, as a partnership or as a, as a group? I think one of the things that I would see as an accomplishment, so our team hasn't won medals yet. You know, Mm -hmm. we've been um, progressing toward that, but I think the biggest accomplishment I felt like was when we went to nationals last year and the year before was, I don't think we were well prepared, even though we were flying together as a team. It was our first year. We were um, coming into it. We had trained as intermediate. We mm-hmm. found out a few weeks before we were flying advanced. Um, so that was a learning year. But last year, I remember the first jump we came down from, and it was slow, but it was steady, and it was solid. It was like, yeah, we're, we're flying like a team. Like, yeah. It really felt like it was gelling, and I think it's just gotten stronger and stronger. So just seeing the progression, okay. I think – and flying as a legitimate, solid, like, we're not blowing the roof off yet. Yeah. But we don't suck. Okay. We're solid. And I'm really proud of that. All right. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> 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 Nothing whatsoever. No, she stole mine. Okay. You know, it's really the, the, the progress that we're seeing is the big accomplishment, I think. Okay. Um, and fighting through the the downs, too, you know. Yeah. you got to power through that and... It makes us stronger. It makes us smarter, too. So it's a learning. It's a whole uh, progress of learning, basically. Yeah. Um, Personalities and each other, flying, 
and just Styles. being a general good person. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. If you had any advice for baby skydivers, you know, looking to kind of follow down this path of like competition, of like working with a team, like working with someone close, you know, close knit, uh, apart from the things that we've already talked about, like, is there anything that pops up in terms of like things that you would want someone else who is not quite in your shoes, but wants to be, you know, like anything that they should know off the top of their head? Yeah, before even considering uh, a team you need to find the correct people okay. that you gel with okay um otherwise it's not gonna work out yeah yeah okay. yeah fair i think the advice that we were told with that is find the people who have the right personalities mm-hmm. who have the time and who have the money you can always work on the skill yeah the skill can always be something that can be improved upon mm-hmm. um i think the other thing i would say is spend a lot of time on your belly honestly if you're a baby skydiver okay work on your fundamentals you can work on formations you can work on timing you can work on speeds and control um, but you can learn a lot on your tummy that then can translate to other disciplines as you're ready okay um anything else <clears throat> yeah work on your free flying <laughs> work on your free flying <laughs> if you're, if, like for anything or if you're specifically part of a free fly team yeah <laughs> no I, i'm just joking actually like i'm piggybacking on what Denise is saying, okay. you know. <clears throat> I I did things wrong coming up through skydiving and I didn't have the tunnels and I learned to free mm-hmm. fly in the sky. I learned everything wrong and I started learning in the tunnel and then Me and I you both bro. Learned, <laughs> don't worry. I learned the tunnel and then I'm back in the sky and I don't know how to fly in the sky and it's just it's a comp it's a convoluted mess that you get in your head. Yeah. So you have to be patient with yourself. <clears throat> And you have to be realistic and understand what your goals are and kind of yeah. set out a map too. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for that. And words of wisdom to live by, guys. Anyone that's listening that's interested in that, words to live by. Um, to wrap this up, do you guys have time for a game really quick? Would you like to play? Sure. Okay, you guys can play. It'll be two against one, okay? Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so this game is called 20 Questions. All right, you have 20 questions of any kind preferably yes or no um if i don't understand something i'll i'll ask you to clarify but you have 20 questions to figure out whatever inanimate object i am on the drop zone okay it's not going to be something that's just kind of arbitrary it's going to be very specific to skydiving so it's not gonna be like a water bottle or like a pair of you know sunglasses or uh you know like a towel or a t-shirt or something it's going to be very specific to skydiving like you wouldn't use it for anything other than something on the drop zone okay okay um so nothing dumb like a TV monitor or a toilet or like a computer <laughs> monitor or something like that, okay? Uh, that being said, though, um, 20 questions. If you are stumped at 10, I'll give you a clue. And if you're really stumped at 15, I'll give you another one, okay? Free okay. of charge. No, nothing doesn't count against you, okay? Sweet. Um, give me one second to just kind of think of something. Yeah. How hard do you guys want to go? Do you want to go like super hard or do you want to go like medium hard? <laughs> you think? Answer. It's technically two against one, so you guys could like troubleshoot on the fly. Yeah, but we still have the same amount of questions. That's or fair. Do we get 20 questions? <laughs> no, <laughs> twenty questions. It's gonna be the two zero. Game ever. <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be a long ending to this. I'd um, say on a scale from zero to ten, let's go like an eight. An eight? Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay, I got one. Okay. Um, I will say broad spectrum questions have a tendency to be eliminate things a lot faster. Uh, but you are 
you can ask whatever you want, okay? And I will keep track and I'll try and write things down so we can recap if we need to. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Is it a piece of gear? Yes. Is it a piece of gear on your rig? No. Is it something that would be found on the airplane? No. Do you wear it? Yes. Is it an altimeter? Nope. An audible? Nope. Those are very specific questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it on your helmet? No. <laughs> is it made from fabric? Yes. We don't have to take turns. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Is it a jumpsuit? It's not a jumpsuit. <laughs> How many questions is that? That is nine. Get a freebie coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it though. I feel like we're still in the ballpark. You are. You're uh, right. <laughs> you're, is it you're... a neck buff? Nope. I like your method though. You're just asking about all the things we typically wear. <laughs> you're like, is it this? Is it this? Okay, it's we not that. Wear it and it's fabric <laughs> and it's a piece of gear. <clears throat> Do you want your clue? Mm -hmm. It's not all fabric. Is it? One of the metal pull-up cords that people wear around their necks? The packing tool? Yeah. It's not the packing tool. Nine questions left. Choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a piece of gear. It's not on the rig. It's not on the plane. Or, okay, your question was, does it go in the, does it go in the plane or is it on the plane? What was your question? Was it on the plane? Is, could it be found on the plane? Is thinking Like as part of the plane or just... In the plane. In the plane. Okay, it can be in the plane then. Because it's a piece of gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is wearable. Goggles? It's, it's not an ultimate. It's not goggles. Nope. Goggles? Do they have fabric on them? I could think it was like the Yeah, I suppose. Ones. I suppose, yeah. I'm um, not sure if it counts as fabric. It's not an altimeter. It's not an audible. It's not on the helmet. It is fabric. It's partially fabric. It's not a jumpsuit. It's not a neck buff. It's not a packing tool. And it's not goggles. It's not all cloth. It's not all cloth. Not no. all. Can I go get geared up and come back? <laughs> come back and ask. <laughs> think about what you put on. Like, think about what, what's part of, you know, part of your gear. <laughs> There's a person just like, that was a wild laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that was great. <clears throat> Is it your shoes? It's not your shoes. <laughs> nope. Do you jump with this piece jump of equipment on? Equipment yes. On. Is it from the waist down? Worn from the waist down? No. You said you wanted an eight, so I gave you an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a belly band? It's not a belly band. It's not on your rig. Is it a weight belt? No, but that's pretty good. That is good. Not a weight belt. Did you want your other clue? You're supposed to get another one at 15 oh, if you wanted yes, it. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, this thing is part of another, it's a component of another, <laughs> she's whispering now. <laughs> That'll be our Hail Mary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got four more questions. Four more. Four more. <clears throat> is it something that every jumper wears or has no no i think you should just guess whatever the whatever your guess was i was gonna say is it the 
sort of wristband that holds the ultimate. It is. It is the wristband that holds, holds your ultimate. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Very nice. Very nice, guys. I was like, I think I heard you say altimeter when you were whispering. I was oh. like, oh, you should just yeah. get it. I was like, no. I was like, all right. It is. It is the, the wrist-mounted nice. wrist uh, altimeter holder, I guess. What is that? A cuff? I don't know what it's called. Elastic. Yeah. Of the elastic, the yeah. elastic cuff, I guess. Yeah. Eighties. Yeah. Workout bands. Do you guys want to have a go of it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. To choose something. You go ahead. You brainstorm. I won't listen. I won't listen. You're in. You got it. All right. Okay. So can I ask just to like just to clarify to begin with? Um, is this at the tunnel or at the drop zone, or this both? This is at the drop zone. At the drop zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that kind of question one? I think I don't think so. I think you should I clarify. Think that's two, actually. <laughs> no way. I'm not counting them. All right. All right. Uh, is it a piece of gear? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it wearable? Wearable? How? Define. Like, do wearable. you wear it on your body? Not on your body. But it is wearable. Um, wearable, not on body, though. You put it on. It's part of something that you put on. It's part yeah. of something that you put on. Got it. Okay. Uh, is it a part of your rig? Yes. Okay. Would a student use this? Yes. Is it part of your canopies? It's not part of the... Okay. Not part of um. canopy. All right. Okay. Uh, is it re- easily removable from your rig? Uh, would I have to would I have to unpack the rig? Is it is it easily removable? No, it's not easily. Is it on the outside of the rig? Um, no, it would. Uh, are students told what this is when they first start skydiving? No. No. Okay. Not told to students. So they use it, but they're not told what it is. Okay. So it's on the inside of the rig. It's not easily removable. Is it part of the reserve? Um, yes, okay. it's part of the reserve. Is it metal? It could be metal. Some are metal. Yeah. Is it the seal? No. It's not the seal. Okay. No. Seal's actually lead. So that's lead. <laughs> it's metal. It's metal, but I've seen plastic ones too. So. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not. So it. So some of these are metal. Do you want a clue or no? We've had eleven questions. Oh yeah, that's right. Sure, sure, sure. If you're, if you're willing. Sure. You asked if it was on part of the reserve. Uh-huh. Well, it's it is part of the reserve, also part of your main. Is it an RSL? No. I feel like I'm in the right vein, though. Uh, (laughs) So it's part of your main, but it's also part of the reserve. It's on the inside. Students aren't told about it, so it's not an AED because you tell them about the AED. It must be a type of RSL. (laughs) Is it a skyhook? No. No? Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I consider RSL more kind of the Okay, okay, that's fair. So some are metal, not so that means not all of it. What's in the reserve? What's inside the rig? Because the free bag and the D bag are different things, so it couldn't be it couldn't be that. And it's not an RSL. Some of them are made of metal. Most aren't these days. I'll Most are not made yeah. of metal. Oh, That's the other clue. <laughs> what the? <laughs> the <laughs> They're in the reserve and are, they're not made, are they like slinks? Yes. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. 
I was like, wait a second, what else is metal that could be metal? But it's not the 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 uh, the the part where they're not mostly like mostly these days are not. I was yeah. like, ah, so I realized that was kind of like French leaks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. That was a good one. I like that. That was awesome. Uh, it's challenging, man. I like mm-hmm. it when people come prepared, dude. That was great. <laughs> sometimes, rally. sometimes I'm like. Okay, just for entertainment purposes, I have to stretch this out. I know what it is already, but I got to ask something else like to make this a little bit longer because it's not impressive if I get it in four, you know, four right. or anything. Uh, no one can play along when they're listening to this, so yeah. it's better it's better to drag it out a bit. But that was a good one. Thank you. That was a that was a good one. I was Thank like, you. wait. I thought I had it with the with the RSLs like then it's a skyhook. But anyway, Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that being said, though, that's kind of all I had for you guys. Awesome. I appreciate Great. you donating all your time. Yeah. Thank no, you for, for yours, this. too. Yeah. Sam, we've listened to your podcast, and you do an amazing job. Thanks. And just, it's awesome to be part of that's this. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, thank He's you. Using all these chatty skills for something other than <laughs> just annoying people, right? So, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, well, I'm going to hopefully get this one out before you guys go off to nationals so people can follow along and you know check things out i'll probably link the whatever the whatever the link is for for nationals to follow along online and stuff see how you guys are progressing progressing and like send uh have people send you uh their well wishes you know before before you guys go off um thank you again i really appreciate it to everyone that's listening thank you for tuning in to another episode of fall risk stay safe blue skies have a good day bye